Why do people garden? Why do some people, instead of using up their valuable spare time, maybe watching television or looking at a good movie, decide to get out in their front yard and begin to dig up dirt and clean up the front yard and plant flowers? Why do they do that? Now, if you ask those who garden, they may likely tell you that, yes, it could be hard work or some work having to garden and dig up dirt. But when the flowers begin to bloom and they stand back and look at the beauty all around the house, there is an unspoken satisfaction in their heart that says, yes, I was the hand that helped to create this beauty. Amen. Amen. Perhaps that's one good reason why people garden. For some people, setting flowers bring certain memories. Maybe memories of their parents. Memories of their mothers. Somebody they loved in their life. And so every springtime, they get out in their front yard and plant these flowers. And as these flowers grow, there is a peaceful connection they feel through those flowers. So yes, flowers don't speak. But those who garden will tell you that sometimes there is a very special psychological connection they have with the flowers they plant around their houses. Or let's take another example. Why do people keep pets? I don't have one. I wish I could. But those who keep pets may likely tell you that sometimes it's a lot of work and even expensive. You know that better than I do. You have to clean after them. You have to walk them if it's a dog. In the winter, in the snow, you see guys, people all out there walking their pets. Sometimes when they are sick, you have to take them out to the vet. So why do that? Why do people keep pets? Those who own pets will likely tell you that, you know what? After a while, there is some kind of emotional connection, some sense of bonding that exists between the pet and the pet owner. If you doubt me, after this mass, just pull up your cell phone and just Google. You're going to see soldiers returning from maybe deployment, and their dogs are jumping all over them, and like, ooh, I'm like, okay. And so sometimes it looks like even the dogs understand that, yes, this is my owner. He's back. He's back. Everybody get out of the way. He's back. Now, this begins to help us really understand the beauty of the metaphor in our celebration today. Jesus, the good shepherd. The image of the shepherd, think about it. That profound connection that Jesus has with you and me 
as people of his flock. That deep bonding that Jesus has with all of us. And that's what we celebrate tonight, the Good Shepherd Sunday. Let me now remind us briefly what that metaphor tells us this evening. That Jesus is good shepherd means that he is the gate. He is the one that keeps the bad guys out. As good shepherd, Jesus is the gate of our lives. He is the one that keeps in the joy and keeps out the bad. The good shepherd. As the gate, Jesus is the one that protects us from the wolves. The wolves of sin. The wolves of temptation. The wolves of depression. The wolves of addiction. The good shepherd protects and upholds and keeps us in his arms. Because Jesus is the good shepherd, he has deep concern for all of us. He cares for you and cares for me in ways that we cannot fathom. He, because he's good shepherd, leads us to greener pastures and leads us to quiet waters. He looks out for you and looks out for me. That's what we celebrate tonight. Christ Jesus, our good shepherd. And that's why I would like to close by reminding us of this beautiful prophecy in our second reading tonight, where the book of Revelation says that the one who sits on the throne will shelter them and they will not hunger or thirst anymore. He will shepherd them and lead them to springs of life-giving water. And so our feast tonight is one of assurance, reassurance. As family, the Good Shepherd is our protection, is our source of joy, is our source of well-being. And so we're going to keep praying that the blessings of this Good Shepherd will continue to remain with all of us tonight in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And more importantly, we're going to pray that the blessings of this good shepherd will remain with especially those who in human ways have shepherded us in our lives, our mothers. Mothers who have cared for us when we were helpless. Mothers who have cleaned after us when we couldn't help ourselves. 
Mothers who have kept loving and loving and loving. Our prayer tonight is that a good shepherd will continue to bring peace and joy to all families and to every mother. Speaking about mothers, it reminds me before last year when my mother had a stroke and lost her speech, so now I can't call her on the phone. But before last year, I used to call her almost every other day. And each time I called her and would just start talking and the normal question she would ask me is, I hope you are feeling well. And I would usually joke and say, no, I'm not feeling well. Send me food from Africa. <laughs> but of course I understand that that is the mother's instinct. They never stop loving. They never stop caring. She knows I'm 40-something years old and she's still asking me if I'm feeling well. That is the heart of a mother. Always loving, always praying, always caring. May that love of Christ Jesus continue to remain with all mothers tonight. And may that love of Christ Jesus as Good Shepherd continue to protect and keep each and every one of us through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.